Hey guys, girls, parents and pets, from news to shoes to album reviews and everything in between, welcome to the One Stop Hip Hop Shop. I'm Rob. Yep, I'm here too. <laughs> you know my name? I don't think they do. They do? I, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't give me a drink. Oh, wait, shit, sorry man. What do you want? Uh, you have Pacino on them? I do. Put it in for me too. Right. Perfect. Alright. Let's get cracking. Let's get into it. Let's get crack-a-lacking. Alright, what do you want to do? You want to do your album review first? Yeah, can do. Alright, go for it then. Alright, so I did uh, The Recipe by Villain Park. There were no lyrics for this anywhere. Rip. I, I bloody hate it when when albums are like that. Yeah. Um, and there are two members. It took me ages to work out which was which. Right. Like I had to like go back through their previous work and try and find lyrics for that. But uh, I did get there. It starts out on Pop's intro, which is just weird. It's spoken word, and it's someone with a heavy Jamaican accent, which like neither of them are Jamaican. Right. Uh, and he says some weird shit too. Like he talks in another language for the majority of it and then he says that this is the end of your anticipation and anxiety this is the recipe which is a cool way to introduce it but then he also says that he doesn't want hospital food he wants something that will tantalize his taste buds he's not wrong hospital food doesn't taste that good <laughs> that is that is true and like while he's saying this, there's like a, a throbbing sub bass underneath him. There's dogs barking, police sirens, helicopters, and at the end he just goes, "Ya wait for the explosion." Well, and then the background noise just stops and it's silent. And he goes, "Here it is," and then the next track starts. There you so go. that was pretty cool. But I don't know what the explosion would be. Um, but the next track is titled Elm Street. It's only a minute and a half long, and the shit is also weird. Right. There's a beat switch about five seconds in. Okay. I don't think I've seen a beat switch happen that early in a song ever. Um, and then there's, I, I guess it's a sample of someone saying, well, then I'll say it again. You've been had. You've been punked. Bamboozled. And he just goes on and on, like rattling off more synonyms for, for bamboozled. What a meme. And then I'm assuming the boys come in for about 20 seconds, just going, fired up, fired up, hit the trunk, hit the bump, fired up, fired up, and just repeating that over and over. Mm-hmm. And then after the 20 seconds is up, they keep going, but then there's a news report playing over the top of them. And the report's saying that there's a massive fire in LA. And then right at the end, I guess it's like another sample, that just says, you're going to create a black monster down here, and the black monster's going to eat going to get larger and larger and pretty soon he's going to he's going to eat all of us up and then the song just ends just gone so we're two tracks in I don't understand what's happening what an oddity but the third track Visions starts normal and it's normal from here on out okay so I don't know what the deal was with those first two but just a bit strange um yeah, Visions, it has a really nice like low-key beat in the intro, and the boys sort of just chant, Hold up, we got the shit sold up, hold up, and like repeating that a few times, and the drums hit, 
And the two members' names are uh, Smoke and Bunge. Or maybe Bungie. I don't know. I think the other one's name is... Yeah, Smoke. Um, and then Bunge just lets loose. I'm going to try and keep up with him here. He goes, no, nah, I'm just going to read it out. I'm not going to be able... I just looked at what he says and there's no way I'm going to be able to read all this. Uh, little neighbor want to block with a dream with a pen in his hand and I'm plotting a scheme. Neighbors want to throw jabs like a box in a ring but I'm rocky with mine like a pack, like pack in his prime. My middle finger's up because I don't give a fuck like the neighbors in the hood with the beam. Then pull up on your set like sugar in the scene. Which is, that last bar is pretty, pretty cold. Um... I will play a little bit of it as well. And yeah, I, I don't know if those lyrics are completely correct or not because I'm sort of just... You're just sort of guessing? Yeah, listening for it. And the old guess and check. Because he's, cause he's rapping fast, it's much harder to tell as well. Yeah. I feel you. For some reason, when I type in the recipe, the album doesn't come up. That's 25 seconds in. So the beat is lovely. Like, they're all very, like, low-key. And then, this is fun. So, uh, there's no whack. I kept up with that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> it is. Uh, there's another point in there that I want to quote as well. So, forgive me if I get this slightly wrong. Because uh, smoke is going bloody quick. Ain't got no time for bitching and bragging. Put him deep in the casket with affirmative action. Leaving him casted. When I hop in him fast, I'm going to double the money the way we're bringing the fat shit from the city of madness with a killing is tragic. Another black and blaster you can only imagine. The fire and passion turn me into an assassin. Pop the clip in the mag and pull it back and blast it. That's when the cunt go blah. And that's... It, it's impressive. And then, like, when he goes blah, it just, like... All the drums and everything just stops. It's that nice, like, beat. I don't really know what instrument that was. Mm. Some sort of string instrument. A stringed yep. element. <laughs> um, and like, the, but the beat, it shouldn't match the energy that these guys are bringing, but it just does. Um, and they have no problem switching between flows. Um, on the same song, he goes like later on. In that song, I think they each have three verses. Okay. They, they could squeeze a lot in. Um but yeah, this one is uh, Smoke later on. He goes, um, police plotting, pistols popping, bitches popping on the floor, neighbors watching, feds is watching, every, moon soon, every move soon as you want, got no option, got a family, got to feed him, that's for show. Yeah, that's for show. And then, um, oh, he continues on with that a little bit too, like, Hit the block, form a plot, execute by any means. Block it hot, poly shots, every day a murder scene. I can't sleep every night, wake up from million dollar dreams. Yeah, that's for sure. And then he like switches the flow. I can't really remember the flow in this, but it's just like fast. Um, I don't know what you've been told, but neighbor, this is a 2.0. We aren't really with the bug and we just had to let you know. And like, it was just a straight up switch. It was, it's kind of like, um... How Denzel Curry can do it. He just sort of switches from flow to flow, like, very fluidly. Um, Yeah, this is... At this point on, I already know it's it's a bar album. Um, Like, it's just some classic gangster rap. 
I would compare these guys to like a JID slash YG combination. Right. Like some sort of morphage. The production, uh, it usually features like a nice sort of twist my fingers-esque bass line. Yep. Um, and the two are very fast rappers with like a, a slight focus on melodies throughout the choruses. Uh, one thing I noticed throughout the whole album is that the best songs are the shortest. Um, Stuck On It, for example, has such an eerie, creepy beat. It sounds fucking amazing. The lyricism is really good. I don't know what he's saying here, so I'm going to uh, play it real quick. This is a minute in for anyone who wants to know. So you can... This is quite... Quite eerie. It's got a bass line. You can't really hear it through the phone speakers. And then he just lets off. I think it's after this bit. What are you doing? Wobbling my head. Wait, is that me? Yeah. What is that? Mate, that was... <laughs> Mate. That was just on my... Genius page. That I was up, hadn't ready for my... What is happening? <laughs> Did Genius have like a new autoplay? Because that's AIDS. I don't know. It's it's done now. I, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Alright, restart that. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it back. That's not mine, was it? No. Nah. <laughs> I have no idea what he's saying. Though. There are some things I can hear. Like, pull the circus up to the fiends, I think he said, but surely that's not right. I don't know, but it sounds really, really good. Um, the chorus, actually, it's just about to play, so I'll, I'll keep playing it. It's very sort of Slim Shady-esque. Okay, now that's another verse. Yeah, here. It's very, like... Yeah, so Slim Shady-esque. Um, but it's just under two minutes long, and that's my favourite song on there. Whereas Black Meadow, for example, features Hugh Augustine, while still a solid track, is one of the least engaging on there. It's almost five and a half minutes. Uh, the song with Pookie Blow was the worst. Uh, the beat's interesting, but it's like over three minutes long. And the rapping doesn't even start until like the two-minute mark. Uh, the beats they, that they rap over are amazing. It's it's so chill and I guess like sort of heavily G-Funk inspired. Uh, and it, it doesn't matter what level of energy they bring to it. They can switch their flows up. It doesn't matter. Somehow they'll fit the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, in Cold Game, for example, um, it featured both J305 and Levi. I'll get that up now. What's the timestamp? 135. That's very high energy there. And then it switches. Here. No. Oh, there's one more iteration of the... Here. But it still beats... It still, like, suits the beat. Yeah. And that's another sort of some Shady-esque sort of flow on the chorus. Um, I can definitely see that. And then after that chorus as well, Smoke like speeds it up a lot and it still fits on there. 
So they've done a, a really, really good job of like merging different eras of hip hop together. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a very heavily sort of G-Funk inspired sound. Uh, he uses that flow uh, that some Shady used and was also very popular at the time. It's not like exclusive to, to Shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's also like modern lyricism and flows in there as well. And even just like looking at the samples as well, there's like a mix of a massive range of samples. And like, where the fuck do people even like find samples? Mate, they just bloody guess them. Because like, if you like like the sample of a song and you look it up, it's like from like the 1940s or something. Yeah. Like, what are people watching to find these? Yeah. Basically. They come from like the weirdest places. But um. Yeah, this album is like honestly like nothing else out there. It's very rare to find something similar to this. Um, like from sort of modern times anyway that's being released now. Um, even though it's not really my style and I probably won't be coming back to it, I am very glad that I listened. I heavily enjoyed it. Um, and at first when I saw that there were no lyrics, I was very tempted to just not do it because I couldn't be bothered to try and listen to it. But... For some reason, I stuck through it, and I'm very glad that I did. Um, as a whole, though, it is hard to look at it as an album for some reason. I can't quite put my finger on why, because um, all the songs do fit quite well together. But there's just something there that's sort of like breaking up the songs. Like there's, no, it's not they're not like sort of stitched together. They're like separate entities. So it does feel a bit more like a playlist. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's just a personal thing for me or not. I don't know if you guys will listen and it does sound like an album to you. But um, yeah, there's just something there that's that's not quite right for me. Um, so I do feel bad dropping the score a little bit because of that, but I am still rating it an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. It's definitely a bar album, but Genius needs to jump on the lyrics because I can't fully enjoy it without that. There you go. That's not a diss to the boys, so I didn't drop the score for that. But they do have some cold bars in there. All right. Like, pull up like sugar on the scene. That's my favourite line. That is pretty hard. <laughs> All right, so I did Joel Ortiz's Monday. Is it Joel or Joel? Yeah, do you Joel. Know? Yeah. Joel? All right. Um, I didn't like this album all that much. I uh, only listened to it twice, so forgive me if I did miss any intricacies, but... That's all I could take. This sounded like... Um, so, Joel Ortiz was in a group, uh, Slaughterhouse-Five. Yep. Which had uh, Joe Budden, King Crooked, Joel Ortiz, someone else, I'm assuming. I have to make up five. And then Royster-59. Slaughterhouse? Oh, no. It was just called Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse-Five is a book. So, it was just called Slaughterhouse. <laughs> so, it was those four. Um... And, yeah, this sounds like um, Joel Ortiz listened to Book of Ryan by Royster 5-9 and wanted to recreate it and just failed. <laughs> um, Book of Ryan, they, this album actually made me listen to that album and I like it considerably more. <laughs> and it actually, like, sort of crept up my rankings of last year. I think I'd put it maybe in the top three now. Okay. Um, just because now I can see what I could have in this... Uh, Weaker album, I'll say. Makes you appreciate it a bit more. Exactly. Um, he starts off, so it's called Monday, and he starts off with a track called Monday, and he's sort of talking about how, for him, Monday's the best day. People hate Mondays usually, but he says Monday is uh, where the shit gets done, where where you sort of got to grind the hardest, and then you set yourself up for the rest of the week. Um, and he says okay. the, 
the early bird catches the worm in Joel's mind. So Monday is the day that you lined up on the starting line like a track star waiting for the gun to go off. I don't really know what that means, but Joel likes Mondays and Joel gets shit done on Mondays apparently. I think for me, the week is pretty consistent throughout the days. Like I don't get considerably more done on Monday compared to any other day. Yeah. Well, I got to work like 12 days straight, 13 days straight actually. So like this next two weeks. Wait, really? Yeah. So I worked five days, Monday to Friday. Then I worked two days today tomorrow and then five and then six days straight next week too so joel you better work hard on monday i know you i know you struggle mate (laughs) all right and then the rest of the album just sort of didn't entice me big crit couldn't do it for me he's a feature one of the only is only two features he's one of them and black soul he didn't really i don't really care about him like i didn't want to check out any more of his music (laughs) Um, the song Sip Slow, um, first of all, is an uh, interpolation of Kanye West's Drive Slow um, that was released all the way back in 2003, 2003, 2004. Um, and in this song, he also sort of steals a line from ASAP Rocky from 2013 or really? something like that. Not steals it, but... He says, the now, shark bites it. Now, this is this is some expert lyricism here. <laughs> okay. Ain't no, ain't got nobody else business to mind. Do you? I'll be fine. Like the taste of this wine. <laughs> uh, and that's sort of that, like, that first line sounds like it would be very hard to speak. Yeah. Ain't got nobody else business to mind. <laughs> I heard through the grapevine, ain't worried about mine. Just, and, but what's funny is in this song, I'm pretty sure, where was it? Or was it in another song? In one of the songs, I thought it was this song. Maybe it's not. I think it might be, uh, uh, what is this song called? Captain. Yeah, it was in Captain. He says, um, of income, my outcome is something to see. I was in a Jeep, sunk in the seat, beats bumping, trying to outwrap Nasir and keep up with Jay-Z. Crumbling 16s, I was only 16. Fast forward out here mumbling, B. Why be smart when they're on the charts dumber than me? A bunch of bums with more money than me. Now, that's nice. <laughs> that is actually quite good. And he says that when he was coming up, he was trying to outwrap Jay-Z and, and Nas, right? But now mm. he's saying, do you, I'll be fine like wine. Like, that doesn't really... <laughs> so how long ago was that original one? Like they were, the no, one? they were in the same song. The not, same not, song? Not in the same song, on the same album. Okay. They were... Um, yeah, well, that's quite um, quite varying yeah. levels of lyricism. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The seed I got to me. Um, but yeah, I didn't really like that. And he starts off this song called Extra Extra Read All About Me. But he actually does have some pretty nice lines in this one. I liked, um, try to come for the title, not your best decision. I put them nikes on ice, yeah, get checked for slipping. Oh. I'm number one with that number two pencil lead twisting. Yeah, that's no hard. lie. No whole wheat and no rye. I'm bread different. <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> that is hard. Uh, so I didn't actually mind this song, but like I said, it basically drives slow. I'll put a little comparison up. Okay. Drive slow and sip slow. 
Um, now, I actually haven't compared them, so maybe I'm just misremembering Drive Slow, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's one of my... Oh, wait, this came out in 2005, not 2003. Uh, let me... So this is Drive Slow. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a 50 cent beat. That sounds like a 50 cent flow as well. And then okay. we have Sip Slow. There's a few songs called Sip Slow. <laughs> Where is it in this song? Extra, extra. That's oh, after the. The beat's very similar. Oh, there's a little bit left. Okay. Like that sip slow, homie. Yeah. Drive slow, homie. Very simple. It even says the word homie. Yeah, um, and like no one says homie anymore. Yeah. So, but... I reckon that's a shark white. doesn't have interpolations on this. It just has who it's by and the release date. Like, it doesn't have any more in the track info. There's only one person viewing it, and it's me, I assume. <laughs> um, no, this one has one viewing too, so I assume it is me, because I have all the tabs open. Mm. Poor Joel. Um, Wait, when I was reviewing the Brockhampton one, there were, like, always upwards of 100,000 people viewing. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, this two songs, these are the two songs that I want to talk about. Uh, there's a song called Captain, where he talks about he... What does he actually say? Oh, so it's actually one just verse. And basically, right at the end, he says, um, The Bronx, I stomped through all that. What happened? New York, I'm so proud to be your captain. Enjoy the rapping. That's okay. Yeah, that's nice. But the one song, the, the only good song on this whole album is called Anxiety. And he talks about him being anxious. Yep. And he talks about all that, but then he... And in this song, he says, he things sort of. He says things like he's he's nervous to be nervous, and he says like that's such a vicious cycle. And he says that he he wants to um, he he doesn't want to be known. He doesn't want to be famous, and he he hates being um, like recognized all the time. So why is he still making music? Yeah, and then, but then he talks um, about. On this song, he's happy to be the captain and that he, he wants to and he, he wants to be known. He wants to like be known as the captain of New mm. York. So it's quite um, odd sort of thing. So I think either he... Like, I think what happened is he's seen that sort of like mental health sort of rap yeah. has sort of come into the forefront. And he's like, I can make one song about that, but then the rest of the album isn't about that, which is stupid. Like You're not going to make a song about anxiety and then rap upbeat. Yeah. sort of um, different on the whole album you have to sort of target the whole album one way yeah um, or the others um, yeah it's just an oddity um, but yes. I actually really did like this um, I'll play the chorus because the chorus is up first it's actually quite good on the okay. song Anxiety but um, um, there's a lot of
a thought. Yeah. Very Shrek esque. <laughs> okay. Oh no. First, I can't catch a breath. Feel the moisture as I begin to sweat. Feeling dizzy like my balance left. And now my heart's beating like it's out my chest. It's happening again. It's happening again. But you can't tell nobody you're crazy. It's happening again. It's happening again. Just let it pass, boy. Waking up's a struggle. I used to want to hustle. I whole world to know that I existed. Now I cuddle in the bed with myself, hoping the phone don't ring, hoping a text don't come through, an email don't blink. Cuddling in the bed by myself is a bit weird. Yeah, odd. But like that, he's talking about that he wants to be the captain and. Mm. And what's in Sip Slow? He says something like... Um, contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like this album. It's not good. It's just inconsistent and it's just all over the place. Like, you can't sort of pick a lane. And like I said, it sounds like a bad version of Royster Five Nine, very introspective Book of Ryan, talking about um, his life and his family. Yeah. And I think that... Joel has sort of seen his his uh, bandmate, his group member, um, sort of get a lot of success and garner a lot of praise, um, rightfully so, and he's tried to recreate it, and he's failed miserably. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this album a 4 out of 10. Oh, Not too bad, because the song Anxiety does bring it up a lot. It, honestly, I would play that song. I'd put that in the playlist. Okay. None other, though. Just not good enough. The the beats aren't that good. It's like old school boom bap and he complains about Post Malone and mumble <laughs> rappers and things like that. But I don't have any time for any of that. So if you so want to go and check out uh, Royster 5-1, check, <laughs> check this album out. I like that. I don't really get the, the whole uh, hating on new rappers thing. Yeah. It's odd, isn't it? Like, obviously, a music genre isn't going to stay the same forever. It's going to evolve. New styles and new people are going to come in and fill the spots. Yep. But, um, what was his name? Murs on The Elite Is Dead and The Odyssey Is Over said, you know, sort of said that that's not his style, but he appreciates that they have their yeah. lane, you know? He said, yeah, I, I know you've got a lane, I just stay in mine. Yeah. That's like a mature and sort of good way of looking at it yeah yeah I just don't rate that album and yeah Royster 5-9 didn't touch on it and he's sort of from the same generation mm. Eminem touched on it and he got hated for it so I think the the line is in the sand on Wait, what do you mean Eminem touched on it on Kamikaze oh yeah, yeah. no one liked it so I think the line is in the sand don't uh, hate on yeah just don't be hating because the people listening to rap now are young people that like it. So yeah. why would you... Like, people that are Eminem's age probably aren't listening to rap anymore when no. they were when they were younger. So, um, yeah, know your, know your target audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're going to make a rap song, you don't just start saying, technology is stupid, young people are dumb. Yeah, you're going to make like the why, world burn. It's like why young people don't hate on the old people. Yeah. For the most part, Lil Xan does. Oh, He's don't, not, don't, he's not don't one listen to, to anything model around. Sense, that's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, what do we have up next? Uh, I'll do my Discord dive if you want. Okay. So I did Post Malone. Post Malone. 
I got no play on my phone. I was playing on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, playing my phone is like oh, yeah. not as interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, three, four albums now. But I'm guessing you're only doing the three. I am only doing the three, so I'll give you a nice run up for next week if you're still doing there you it. Go. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, 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 which one did you choose? You did uh, choose. IDK. I don't know oh, what yeah. the album is called though. Where or why or something like that. It came out. Is he real? Is he real? Like IDK. Came out last. Didn't even come out on Friday. Came out middle of the week, mate. Okay. Oh, I saw Childish Major and thought it was Childish yeah, Gambino. Yeah, so that when I first saw it too. <laughs> I'm like, wait, how did I not see that? I'm doing that one for sure. All right, let's get on with the Discog right. dive. So August 26th, his first ever mixtape. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much just a less polished off Stony. Like, it's still very experimental. It still has a great mix of pop hits as well as, like, you know, just weird shit. Yep. Um, somehow he had Jeremiah, Jaden Smith, and Louis Yachty on his first mixtape. Yeah. I don't know how. I think it came out after White Iverson, though, didn't it? Is that true? White Iverson is on the Stony, but yeah. not on August 26th. Yeah, but one song off August 26th is on Stony. Oh, is it? Yeah. Money made me do it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. There you go. Teaching me things. There you go. <laughs> um, there were... I don't know what I've written here. I said there were a few time on this album as well. There were a few... Time. <laughs> um... Oh, okay. There were a few times on this album, right? More so at the start, when he would use a bit of auto tune and distortion in his voice. It was like almost as if he was hiding a little bit, like not quite ready to like fully expose himself to the world. Yep. Um, but then again, it could just be an effect that he likes. Get with you. Right. The G I T W I T U is the most experimental track, especially production-wise. And I think it's my favourite out of the album. Um, But songs like Never Understand and Monta, you can see where he sort of built Stoney from. Um, And these tracks, they have a very similar sound, but they are much less evolved than like Stoney. Yep. Uh, Lonely, which fe- which features Jaden Smith and Tio, is a fucking banger though. It's it's like the Whitney Houston. I wrote Whitney Houston. It's like the feeling Whitney of this song, <laughs> and like of this album, and like it's the stay of this album. Yeah. Or well, I suppose this one came first, isn't it? There you go. So, so they're the yeah, feeling Whitney and stay are the the lonely of their respective albums. Yeah. That's hard. That's <laughs> tough, rather. Um, it's, it's like a very tough Western guitar strum. Like, it's a very sort of aggressive strum. You like an aggressive strum? <laughs> 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 um, it's got quite a, a very, like, Western post, like, singing, like, Oh, God, oh, God, save me. And it's, it's God, banging. God, save the coin. Yep. So, because it's a discog tive, I'm going to go three of my songs from this one. Okay. And I'll go two on the remaining 
albums. There you go. So my three for this one is Get With You, mm-hmm. Lonely, mm-hmm. and Oh God. Oh God. So moving up to Stony. Although this album as a whole doesn't have much cohesion, it doesn't have a storyline, and it's much more like a playlist than an album, it is my favourite album of him just because it sounds good to me. Yep. Um, there's a bit of like literally everything in there. Um, yeah, White Iverson came out over a year before. Oh, okay. Um, August 26th. So oh, it came out go. in the 4th of February 2015 and August 26th came out May 12th, 2016. When did Stoney come out? 2017. I can tell you. I'm pretty sure it was 2017. Yeah, and then 2018 was Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Came out in 2016, December 9th. So right at oh, the okay. end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for like, if you're looking for the feels in Stony, there's Feeling Whitney and I Fall Apart. If you want pure vocal talent, there's Go Flex and Too Young. If you want radio hits, there's like Deja Vu and Big Lie. If you want rap, there's White Iverson. There's Up There if you're looking for something to smoke to. And if you just want to go hard, chuck on Congratulations. Like whenever the two of us listen to that in the car together, you can't tame us. No, they only say <laughs> Is it the Wiggles? <laughs> yep. Um, there's also very experimental tracks like Broken Whiskey Glass. Like that had that had like eagle screeching and shit in it. No, that's one of my favourites. That's true. That is one of my favourites. Because Man, that's not, on the new album. Not Get only an instant download. Not only does that track go hard, but like literally where else are you going to, to find that? Like I just love when the, the bass hits in it. I'm gonna play it real quick. And the bass is hitting. Like, even just that. That's dope. It's like sort of about halfway through the song that it hits, but it's coming up now. That's banging. You can't dislike this. You just can't. You just can't. You're not wrong. So I I really like that one. Um... So, yeah, t- my two tracks from this one would have to be Broken Whiskey Glass and Congratulations. Okay. Yep. And that, that was hard, sort of, trimming it down. Mm. So, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. This album, to me, showed how weak his lyricism is and how much he relies on melodies. And that's not a bad thing, because, like, just last week, you know, you were saying with St. John, he's like that, he relies on melodies. Yep. So that's what he focuses on, and it's good. But Post doesn't focus on melodies. He tries to do both of them. And, you know, you can see that he's weaker on, like, lyricism. Yeah. So I think he should just sort of stick with the melodies. But um, I, th- I think the biggest um, sort of tell of poor lyricism is in Spoil My Night. Great melody. I really like the how that sounds. His singing is great. But next to that are lines like, I ain't even see the see the face, but she got beautiful boobies. You while you iconic, while iconic. Is it raining? It's. I think it's very windy at the oh, moment. Okay. Um, but yeah, while iconic, I think that's. It's 
quite you uh, that immature. One. You don't rate that? Like who says boobies? You. <laughs> what about who said boobies? <laughs> right now. Um, Got him. And I think she rock with me like Jumanji. That's, That's hard. No. Um, there's also like that frat boy song, Taking Shots. Um, what's the line? Hop out the door like Ribbit. Hop out the door. Man, I don't think I've heard that lyric. I, don't, I haven't paid it's, attention to it anyway. It's in the chorus. I'll, I'll see if I can play it. Like, like, if you are making a song and you have to imitate a frog for a lyric, maybe you should rethink the lyric. I, I do like this song. Party. <laughs> it's around here. I might just look up lyrics for it, see if I can find it. It is a good song, and I like it. That's nice. Where does he even say this? I don't know, I've never heard that before. I bloody hope he says it now. Oh yeah, there we go, at the end of verse 1. Where are we up to? Okay, so it's only a bit forward. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't quote it properly. He said, That's a moment hopped out frog like ribbit ribbit. That's hard. Oh, I disagree. Um, That's hard AF. <laughs> but this album does have a lot more cohesion than Stoney did. Um, it had a proper storyline. And to me, this album was definitely a bit of a cash grab. But looking back, I don't think it deserves the hate that I've been giving it. It is, like, legitimately good. Um, it is much more pop and less experimental than Stony, and I still do think that Stony is better, but this is, like, consistently good. Uh, like, there isn't, like, a song, so, like, in the middle, that's just trash, and you skip it. Right. <clears throat> uh, also, shout out Jonestown Interlude. That's a banger. Jonestown? You like that one? Yep. Um, there you go. Rockstar and Over Now, of course, were the biggest bangers on there. But I feel that around the Better Now point, which is track 9 out of 18, is where the album starts to wind down a little bit. And, like, he did have songs after that point that were trying to bring it back up, like uh, Stay, Blame It On Me. Um, there was Blame Ball For Me with Nicki Minaj, me. which was, like, a bit of a mess. But then, like, there was that three songs, like, Car Stretch. You know, Night to Explorer, Candy Paint, and Sugar Wraith. So the album, it started out very, very strong, but I think after the halfway point, it definitely does fall off. So you, you, you chuck it on, and you think, like, this is really, really good. But then after the halfway point, you're sort of just listening to it because it's on. Yep. But it did definitely have a lot more cohesion uh, than Stony, And my two songs from this one are Rockstar and Over Now, of course. There so that is my Discog dive. Alright, well this week I'm going to be doing my... Uh... Wait, no, this week I'm going to do my question to you. I'm going to do. We okay. didn't do it last week, did we? No. Alright, 
How important do you think album artwork is? What do you rate album artwork on a scale? So if someone just put out a black album, like just it was black on the front, what do you think that would do? Oh, I would think that's quite lazy. Right. So, But do you think it, it affects the... I don't think it affects the music per se, but I definitely do appreciate it when I see a good one. Yeah. Like, and it, yeah, go on. I, I do appreciate the album more. So it does bring it up in my eyes. Yeah. And if it's like good and it like explains the album a little bit, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. sort of link it back. Like it gives context. Yeah. And yeah. I think some, some artists are really smart at sort of conveying yeah. the messages of the whole album. Um, well, like um, two examples, um, well, three, I'll just get more and more. The Stony artwork, uh, the Yeezus artwork, um, Chance the Rapper's The Big Day Out artwork, they're all quite lazy. Right. Yeah, you know, two of them are just a CD. One of them is just a photo of Post Malone that's been taken at, like, some random photo shoot. Yeah. But then there are the album artwork of uh, Blood Orange's latest album. I forget the the um the album name. I can't remember what it's called either. I'll get it up. It's got him like laying down on a bed, and it is quite like a a sadder album. Yeah. So I think that suits it quite like well. Sabas care for me. Him yeah, sitting that's in a black really and white. really good. Yeah, I think that album might work. Angel's Pulse. There you go. That's I definitely think it impacts. Um, the listener too if you see it because you don't really see it all that much no on like a, um, if you have it on Spotify but if you have it on like a vinyl or on a CD you definitely see it a lot more but yeah. I think it's cool I think artists really and, and artists and the artists that do the drawing or take the photos or whatever they get really creative with some of them some of mm. them are pretty do you have a favourite art artwork I off think the top of your head Astro World is probably up there. Astro World. That yeah. is a really, really good cover. Yep. Um, that's sort of got the whole sort of like theme park sort of yep. theme. Yeah. But I've just looked it up here, and I think that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is brilliant, and it, it perfectly conveys what the album says. Like, obviously, the album says a whole lot of things. Yeah. But it's just controversial. It's blurred. It's saying, this isn't meant to be here. Yeah. I think Kanye does really well with the bears, with the college dropout. Yeah, I really like that, that thing. Um, I think my favorite off the top of my head, I really like KOD by. Um, oh, with him as like the J. The Cole. King. Yeah, um, I really like. Um, oh, shit, I'm playing it. <laughs> uh, I really like. Oh, what was that one I was just thinking of? Um, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator, mm. too. I really do enjoy that with his face hidden with the McLaren in the background in yeah. like the sort of the field. And I do like. Um, Earl Sweatshirt's one where he's... I can't remember the Some album. rap songs? No. <laughs> I have that on one. Um, he's like laying down and his hands are above his head like that, but you only see the back of him. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I think album artwork does play an important role, especially for like I collectors. I can't see that album artwork. Um, I think it's a lack of vinyl edition. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I think uh, it plays a big part, especially if you're a collector. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's cool to have sort of um, pieces that sort of out there. As yeah, long as you I enjoy agree. the music, of course, don't just buy stuff for the artwork. No. I think, yeah, it, at the end of the day, it, it does impact it a little bit, but not too much. Like, um, yeah. yeah, if I see album artwork that's, that's lazy, say like Chance the Rapper's one of him literally just holding the CD. Yeah. Like, 
I won't think highly of that. I won't really think anything of it. But then I'll still listen to music and judge it based off of that. Yeah. But then if I see a good album artwork, I'll go, oh, that's cool. And I'll go into the album already yeah. thinking yeah. highly of it. All right. So, what, yeah. have we got, what have we got next? The song of the year? Yeah. Yeah, that's just song All of right. the year. Is that the last one? And then we're done? Uh, yeah, I think so. All yeah. right. Let's get into it. What are the two songs this one? I forget. I do remember listening to them. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully I didn't do the wrong week or something. <laughs> What do we have? Um, Benita Applebum. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I just scrolled all the way down. And Around the Way Girl by LL Cool J. Mate, this is a tough week. Two titans. <laughs> Tribe Called Quest and James. Is that his name? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually a very similar week to last week. One's about a girl and one's like a bit more serious. Yep. Even though, like, this week they are both about girls, but one is a bit more, like, serious, I guess. Yeah. Um, Benita Applebum mm-hmm. was the first song about a girl's ass. There that you one. go. The Apple, Applebum. Yep. She has a bum that resembles well, like, an apple. Yep. Well, Benita is Spanish for beautiful. Beautiful bum. <clears throat> yep. It's a beautiful apple. apple-shaped... Behind. Rear. <laughs> it's a rump. Um, and he also said that he'd be happy to eat this girl's ass. And that would definitely be the first time that that's said. There you go. So, what a pillar of hip-hop. <laughs> I think the Tribe Called Quest is one of my favourite um, hip-hop artists. Like, if they were just one artist, I'd still call them... I think they're one of my favourite uh, sort of groups of all time. And definitely up there. Probably in my top ten, but... Yeah, this was one of the first ever songs I actually heard of them. Okay. Oh, Benita Applebum. <laughs> yep. And I do remember having fun, fond uh, memories. It was it's quite um, bubbly, this song. It quite was. Quite upbeat. Like a, like a bum. Like a bum. <laughs> quite bubble butt-esque. <laughs> uh, what do you have on this one? Um, to be honest, I didn't really like either of them. You didn't like either of them? No. Um, I like this one better than Around the Way Girl. Is that yeah, what it's called? So. Yeah. Um, I think the best song or best part about Benita Applebum is the beat. Like the bum, 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 bum. That's quite banging. I do like that. It's like very your, Indian. Uh, I like your iteration of it. <laughs> it's quite good. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like either of them. I think Benita Applebum sounded cooler. Right. But Around the Way Girl actually had better lyricism. Right. I'd say um, that LL Cool J's known for his yep. lyricism. I'd, I've quoted one thing from the first verse. Uh, standing at the bus stop, sucking on a lollipop. Once she gets pumping, it's hard to make the hottie stop. So that's quite that's quite a modern... Um, flow. Sort of, yeah, flow. Yeah. Looking, like, especially looking back that far. Yeah. Like that's sort of, what, 30 years ago now? Just about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like like um, Benita Applebaum it was just like A, B, A, B all the way through pretty much so was, whereas this was like in one line A, A and then A so it was, yeah. li- it was a little bit more complex yeah um, and yeah this might be a bit controversial for me to say right because I know that Benita Applebaum is seen as an iconic song mm-hmm. and a, a real pivotal point in hip hop but I don't see how I think it was just for the time it just sort of Coming, coming forward, like, like saying, like, I'll be happy to eat it. No, like I just think that like the the way it was um, sort of wrapped 
the like this sort of was like a regression back to sort of more upbeat rap but it was still modern for that time okay you know what I mean like it didn't sound like um the breaks or yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that but it sort of had that same vibe but it was like oh, yeah, up to date sort of thing so it's sort of breaking through barriers continually um and a tribe called quest at the time was was huge this was yeah. their second album um no first album second song off the first album um and it sort of really made them famous like i wouldn't say a song like um like if you if you looked into hip hop like a song like i don't know GOMD by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. J. Cole. Cole. <laughs> um, like, I wouldn't say that that's like a pivotal hip-hop moment, but if you looked back on it, you'd say it's one of the better songs yeah. of the year sort of thing. So I think that that's what this is. Like, it's not... Okay, that's Like, fair, maybe that's in like 20 years or 30, 40 years, we'll look back and be like, oh, GOMD, that's like... Yeah, that was that a That started something, point. yeah. But, because, well, yeah, I suppose we don't have the further thing to sort of like look back on yeah, like exactly. oh you can see that they took the inspiration from GOMD yeah exactly so like now we've got a lot of people talking yeah, okay. about posteriors and behinds <laughs> so this is where it really was but yeah like you said the beat was probably the most interesting part yeah um, alright what do you have on Cool James uh, I don't have too much just basically that he is like a better lyricist yep. I'm not a fan of, of James as a whole to be honest He's quite old school. Really, yeah. Like he sounds very old school for being in the 90s. Yeah, he does. Um, I agree with that. His song, is it like Hey Lover or Hey Girl? Hey Lover. Hey yeah. Lover Girl? I think it might be a combination. Oh, maybe, yeah. Hey Lover. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. That song's just creepy to me. Because <laughs> he starts out with like, Hey Girl. Yeah. He's like whispering and shit. Like, that's weird. Get out of here with mate, that. He's, he's an icon, mate. <laughs> he is, but I, I, I'm not a fan of him as a whole. But yeah, this song was about sort of the girl next door. Yeah, well, it was sort of the inspiration was taken from the girl next door, and it was like the girl around the block. Yeah, like you, like you, you just see her every day. Her. Yeah, yeah. But you can't have her. Yeah, but he yeah. wants her. Yeah, the, so that was the, it. The around the way girl. <laughs> around the way girl. But yeah, I think LL Cool J is slept on. I think I've talked about this before when we've talked about him. I think he's slept mm. on. You you say he's not that great, but I think he's a bit no. slept on in. In terms of his influence, I think did Eminem say he's his favorite artist of all time? Oh, Maybe. I hope not. Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe I just made that up. I probably did. No, it's Hey Lover. Hey Lover, there you go. And like, so we've played this ten times on the show. Probably. It's just creepy. It's like every you're R&B all a man song. could ever need. It's like an all R&B song. I think they all start out like that. I'm sure Usher's done that. So. Yeah, damn sure know. R. Kelly's done it <laughs> may not be released as a song he's done it yeah. <laughs> no, but talking about uh, eating ass so I think my favourite moment uh, in hip hop culture relating to eating ass right would have to be when um, on the breakfast club they've got um, oh what's his name the I'm trying to think he's a rapper Kevin is one of his names. Don't remember if it's first or last. Kevin Gates. He's yeah. What what is his song? I was trying to think. He's got two like really good songs. Oh, I didn't like get I'm tired. John Gotti. Yeah. That's the one I was trying to didn't think. Didn't he of. say he ate his cousin's ass or something? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but they 
talking about like eating ass. Right. And um, yeah, oh, my Kevy is just like that's cool with me. I don't, I don't mind as long as you, you're honest about what you do. You don't like say you do something and then not do it. Pretty sure no, Kevin I'm, Gates I'm fine with that. his cousin's ass. <laughs> I'm not quoting that. <laughs> and then it, it, that Charlemagne's talking about it as well. And it turned out that Charlemagne was talking about getting his ass eaten. And go. Kevin was talking about just eating ass. Right. And then when that sort of comes to light, that there was that sort of miscommunication, Kevin's like, no, nah, I can't get with that. <laughs> Kevin Gates admits he had sexual relationship with his cousin. <clears throat> so I don't know if he ate ass in this relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's but one that's of, strange. There's this person called uh, Beat King, and he made a Kevin Gates this track and it's called I Eat Booty <laughs> so there you go the more you know <laughs> the more you know and Genie A A A what Genie Aiko says Kevin Gates inspired the eat the booty like groceries line <laughs> so oh, there, there you go, you go. <laughs> Kevin Gates is a man of culture what an iconic line <laughs> alright that is us for this week yep oh for tonight for tonight yes we'll be back don't you worry yep <laughs> so yeah thank you guys for watching we'll catch you on Friday for some games alright that's alright be sure to check it out we've got a quiz but a couple of days <laughs> see ya